I'm Jessica, and this is Homecoming, finding yourself in life's little moments. Hi, dear listener. So I'm sitting on a bench overlooking the vast Pacific. It's late afternoon and early spring. And as a result, it's still not terribly warm, but it's warm enough that having found this little nook here out of the wind, it's, it's quite nice and I'm facing out to the east. The horizon's in front of me. The ocean is a kind of dark, steely blue. And there are clouds just floating, sort of wisps of them. No rain in sight. And you'll hear people coming and going because perhaps they found that this little spot is nice too, overlooking the ocean. And here and there, it's interesting, dotting the sea not far from the shore are several pink buoys and what those are I've learned they're called drum lines and they contain bait they contain bait I think probably fish and the idea is that the sharks which do inhabit these waters off the coast of Australia will take that bait and when they do the office that's designated for this this thing is uh, the office that's designated for this particular goal is to uh, be notified that the shark is in the area and then a boat will come out and escort that shark out to sea so it's a way for humans to stay safe and it's a way for the sharks to survive because they're a very important part, as I've learned, of the ecosystem, the ocean ecosystem. The largest creatures in the ocean are incredibly important. Yes, they're predators, many of them, but they keep everything in balance. So it's really a very interesting, interesting thing. So those are, in my view, those little pink buoys. And the thing that I wanted to talk about today, dear listener, is inspired really by my last podcast, which was inspired by the outpouring of support and the feeling of love and faith that's coming from a family that I know and whose daughter suffered a tremendous tragedy and who are now in the process of accompanying her and loving her and sharing the news of her recovery with the world. And here, 11,000 miles away in Australia, I learned about all this. Um, That family lives in the Berkshires of western Massachusetts, and that's where I used to live, so that's how I know them. So what has really struck me, though, is that um, in addition to everything that I shared in my previous podcast, which had to do with the incredible awakening of my own heart and the untethering of my own heart in the face of the the poignant post that this young woman's 
mom has shared with all of us. Her name is Lisa. Her daughter's name is Callie. Their last name is Zabian. And I was so moved that I felt I had to make a podcast about my experience, my awareness of, of what they're going through and of what Lisa has been sharing with so many people really around the world. So what's also striking me is the awakening through all of this, of this incredible feeling of interconnectedness that what I'm sensing is that I feel connected now to all these people who themselves are responding to this tragedy, who are themselves responding to the posts that are being shared with so many and the hope and the faith and the love and the challenges that are facing um, facing this family. And the thing about it, you see, dear listener, is that that sense of interconnectedness, I think, is really what's going to actually save this world. And it's amazing to me that it really is in these kinds of times of tremendous hardship and challenge that the center of ourselves, that our hearts are awakened. And I'll always remember I was not that far from New York City when 9-11 happened, September 11, 2001, when the Twin Towers were struck, when that terrible event occurred and when those towers came down and 3,000 lives were lost. And I'll always remember that. I went into New York shortly after that occurred and the feeling in New York was just amazing. It was like there was nothing between any of the people whom you'd encounter, between oneself and anyone whom you'd encounter just walking on the sidewalks. I'll always remember that every single conversation I had with anybody that I knew, with any of my family members, no matter what was going on, no matter what it was, I always ended those conversations with a heartfelt expression in the words, I love you, I love you, because in the end, that's really what it felt. We were at this ultimate point. We were brought face-to-face with the ultimacy of life, and it's, I guess, I don't know. I don't know. I was going to say maybe it's, 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 it's tragic that it takes that, but frankly, dear listener, you know, when one's heart is awakened, one is then beginning to see one feels one sees really the face of God and ultimately that's really what life is about so that's what compelled me to to make this podcast one of my favorite favorite authors and philosophers and and the person that I just love reading of all you know when I came to Australia two years ago I brought a hundred pounds of luggage and the one book that I brought was a slim volume by a Jesuit priest who's no longer alive, a philosopher, a writer, an incredible visionary named Pierre Teilhard de Chardin. And his one little book is called Hymn of the Universe, Hymn of the Universe. And that for me was the one thing that I had to have with me because his vision, dear listener, is extraordinary. He talks about a meeting between people of heart to heart, of center to center between human beings. And that kind of meeting between people, that kind of feeling, ultimately really of love 
is what will, by extension, create a new world. He was, in a very incredible way, really, you could say that he was utopian. What is utopia? It's like an ultimate paradise. His view, his feeling was that we could achieve that here on Earth. And, you know, as I feel, read, and, and, and sort of contemplate, and I'm so touched by the post that Lisa Zabian is, is, is posting and all the responses, the responses that I've gotten to the, the podcast that I was so compelled to make. You know, I feel that Tehar Deschardins' vision is really, it's really possible. It's tangible. It's real. It's within each of us. The secret to this is held within each of us. It's held within the, the secret confines of our hearts. And, you know, when that um, when when our heart is, is untethered, when it's released, as I felt that my own has been as I've been reading the updates on Callie Zabian, as I feel just awakened inside of me, you know, that deepest place of love, I think that our future, this future, this utopian vision, this paradise, this, you know, answer... And solution, one could say, you know, the the way out of everything that we struggle with is within arm's reach. It's as close as our own heart, our own hearts. It's as close as our the center of ourselves. And that's what Teilhard de Chardin, this beautiful man who wrote during the first half of the 20th century. So, you know, he began writing over 100 years ago, and his words are, for me like buoys, like these beautiful little pink buoys out here in the blue-gray ocean. His words are like something that I hold on to because I feel that his vision is, it's possible, it's doable, it's really what will save us. And that's really what I wanted to to share with with you today. And I'm grateful for people who listen to these podcasts because and sharing these things I'm putting out, you know, my own heart, and, and that for me is a great solace, it's a great um, joy, uh, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing that we can share what's deepest within us. When I sit at the piano with my students, I allow them to create their own music. I create sort of the harmonic backdrop for the music that can naturally come out of them unbidden that can come out just from the deepest part of themselves from their centers you know from their hearts and then they can hear it and experience it and feel it and that those duets between my students and me are some of the most precious experiences of of joy that I have and when I witness a young person or really anyone coming forth with what's held often in the deeper recesses of their own hearts, at the center of their being, it's the most sacred honor, I have to say, that I can imagine for someone to come forth with what it is that's held inside of them for the most beautiful part of themselves it's the most incredible thing that I can imagine. So that expression of duet, you know, is what really 
inspires me day to day in my own work and experiencing it in in and amidst all the people who are sharing their love and their hope and their faith with the Zabian family is is one also just an, it's an incredible expression of this thing so it gives me faith I can't help it it gives me incredible faith by extension you know I'm always thinking in the big picture my dad said to me bless his soul he passed just over a year ago he said you know you're a he said to me you're a think bigger <laughs> I think that's what he said a bigger thinker or a thinker bigger or something like that you know I can't help it I always just go into some sort of extension of what my experience is and stretch it out extrapolate it and go oh my gosh this is a microcosm and not even just necessarily a microcosm this is the very self-same thing as what can actually save this world and dear listener I have to be honest with you through all that I've been through with all that I've been through I'm a natural born optimist I I, I just am I I'm not uh I'm not dampened, you know, I just, my spirit hasn't been dampened, I've been hurt, and I have suffered, and I've been all sorts of things, but, you know, I'm not dampened, my spirit has not been dampened, my vision has not been dampened, if anything, maybe the rawness of my, of my own life has only opened me more to the preciousness of what love really is, and of how it can save us, because I'll tell you, it's the lack thereof that is just the bane of this world's existence and of any individual on it, you know, when that love is lacking and when things are done to a person that are so tremendously hurtful and and difficult, then, you know, it's, it's, it's some kind of darkness. The, it's the intent of the dark forces to try and take away what it is that lies in the human heart but let me tell you something no one can touch it in the end no one can touch it and it's by the glory of god and the grace of god that i can just sit here and say this to you that it's there inside of any of us you know i look at the zabian family i think oh my gosh look what they're going through and there there's this outpouring of faith there's this almost like here you know in australia there are bushfires they're really terrible bushfires right And they say that it's the bushfires, the intense heat of these fires that actually enable the seeds of the gum trees to to burst open, that those seeds, those pods are so so tight, they're so hard and so impermeable that it takes literally the magnitude, the heat of fire to open them. So I think about that, oh my gosh, I think about the heat of what any one of us has gone through. You know, some of it is really bad. I think about 9-11, I think about the heat, literal and, literally, literal and figurative, literal and figurative, if that's right. I think about the heat of that and how people's hearts were opened by that. For that period of time, that precious period of time, people were walking around New York City. They were talking to each other. There was no barrier between them. They felt just naturally the sense of connectedness with each other and of love for each other. 
and I'll always remember, you know, I'll always remember calling my mom right after this happened and her saying to me, I love you, and me, you know, I saying to her, I love you, and it was just as if that was the truth of a, there's a crow going overhead, it's amazing, you know, these birds are amazing, but that was the truth of it, that in the end is what it is, love is all there is, the Beatles said it, love is all there is, in the end, that's what it is, that's what it is, it may take these tremendous tragedies, you know, the bushfires and everything else, it may take these awful things, but in the end, love is all there is. It's a very great paradox, because human suffering is so great, and at the same time, love is all there is. Human suffering is so great. There's no denying it. There's no denying it. There's no denying it. It's somehow connected to the the deep recesses of our hearts, you know, that we may feel our heart, hopefully, ideally, just as Teilhard de Chardin said, you know, we don't lose touch, and maybe we even gain touch with the deepest part of ourselves and can say, yes, I love you, heart to heart, love is all there is. So with that, dear listener, I bid you adieu. Thanks so much for listening, and God bless you now and always. God bless you now and always, and my heart goes out to the Zabians and to everyone else who may be in dire straits of whatever sort. My heart goes out to you. God bless you. May the best happen for you now and always. Now and always.